As a coach, right, you're making kids do things they don't necessarily want to do, right? Wake up early, lift, listen to me, change your swing, do, you know, you're making them do things they don't necessarily want to do, but it's in order to get them to become who they want to be, right? And and so it, so I think from a coaching perspective, you got to figure out how to do that, right? Because it's not easy. Hey, welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. I'm your host, Io Ke'ehu, and I want to send a shout out to my beverage host, Hawaiian Springs Water, for this episode. Thank you so much for this water. It's alkaline, 7.7. Great, great, great stuff. I'll leave the Amazon link in the description below, so you can go ahead and uh, buy it right off of Amazon and ship directly to your house. Don't have to go anywhere to buy your water. Straight from Big Island. Best tasting water ever. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> Ready to go? All right, I have a great guest here. Uh, 96er, little guy, Billy Piper. <laughs> Not so little. Big, big dude. How you doing, Billy? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for coming on to Hawaii Real, man. I'll give you a little quick spiel on who Billy is. He's a senior vice president over at American Savings Bank. One of the senior vice presidents up there. That's right. Yeah. But what you were telling me before is that you're also a baseball coach for Hawaii Elite Club mm-hmm. uh, Baseball. And you play baseball at UCLA. And then... That was minor leagues I in did. Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. I did, which is yep. like from we went to high school together. Imua, yeah, ninety six. I was hoping to have you on for like the ninety sixth episode, but I think this is like the ninety eighth, okay. ninety seven, ninety eight episode. I lost count. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. We know people in ninety eight. <laughs> we do, we do. They're not as great, but no, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Gosh. So, uh, quick icebreaker questions here for you, Billy. Well, you went to high school, Kamehameha. Yep. Did you go to Kamehameha your whole time? No, I went to Hahione Elementary in, in elementary school and then got, got into Kamehameha seventh grade. Ah. So, seventh through 12. Nice. You married a high school sweetheart? I did, yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah, Melody Akaka Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Mel. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what neighborhood are you from? So I was um, raised in Hawaii Kai, um, lived there with my my dad and, and my stepbrothers and sister. Yep. So HKB. Um, HKB. Yeah, with m- no tattoo though, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just had that guest on Kavika Burgess. He was from Hawaii yeah. Kai too. You know him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know so Kavika you- well, yeah. You guys do work together and stuff. Well, you know, we cross paths not so much work, but community, yeah, community yeah. stuff. And and you know, he's been he's been many many places. And so we are paths have crossed through different community organizations that I was a part of, but never really working together in the finance industry. But um, great guy, great. I know his wife well. I mean, great family. He's good, good people. Have you tried his? Was it? What is he talking about? Luau stew? No. I haven't tried his, but I love I love me some luau stew, bro. Yeah, yeah he's still talking about luau stew. I was like, I don't know what that is. I haven't tried that really? before. And he, he he said the same thing. He's like, dude, I can yeah. get you some. Home. So it's funny you luau say that because because literally last week we made luau stew, but we it was cheat luau stew. Probably not like what he was thinking, but basically you take uh, you take lao lao, and I I hope I don't get persecuted for this shortcut, <laughs> right? But but you take lao lao, um, you know, maybe five or six of them. You put it in a pan, add chicken broth or, you know, uh, beef stock or, and, and, you know, boil it, simmer it. And then it becomes, um, poor man's luau stew. It tastes just as good though, but (laughs) you know, you don't get the chunks of meat, you know, and you don't get, you don't get, um, as much meat, but it tastes, it tastes really good. 
Do you, do you like the chunks of meat in your stew? Oh, I, I prefer the chunks of meat. Okay, but okay, if you, if you, yeah, too. but if you, if you don't have time to cube the meat and, you know, cause, cause, cause making stew in general, beef stew, for instance, I mean, it's a commitment. It takes some time. You got to cut all the, you know what I'm saying? It's not just putting lao lao in a pot and putting chicken broth. You know what I mean? Like me, just buy the can of it, you know, right. Open up the can, but it's not the same stuff. No, exactly. It, yeah. It's so weird being in Hawaii where all our beef stew has, you know, you put it on rice. Yeah. Like you oh, eat yeah. It rice. Mainland, no, it's just right. stew. Right. Like, yeah. What do you eat it with? You eat it with stew. <laughs> yeah, you eat it in a bowl. Like, yeah, that's why no, I get you potatoes, gotta, right? Yeah. Right. So, no, you got to throw rice in there. Right. You got to throw rice in everything. Oh, yeah. I think that's one thing I love about uh, Hawaii and our culture here. Mm. Is that we just throw rice in everything. Yeah. yeah. Don't have rice. It's like, where's the rice? No, I know. I'm trying to cut back too, but it's tough, bro. <laughs> it's like, I'll almost cut back on everything else before I come back. Yeah, no, rice. I hear you. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I like rice, but I'll cut back on the breads and the sugars and yeah. stuff like that. Right. Right. Yeah, I love me some rice. Do you put shoyu on your rice? Got you know, no, um, no. it depends what you're eating it with. Huh. So sometimes, you know, like if you're going with, um, you know, like terry chicken kind, then no need because got the, you know, has the sauce. Um, but if it's, you know, with maybe fish or, 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 or dish that's maybe not as salty, then, then I'll add some. Yeah. Maybe furikake too. Mm. You can mix in some of that too. But yeah, it, it depends on the dish. Do you put uh, furikake and like the hurricane mix on your popcorn? Not that's not my first choice. What's your first choice? Yeah, for your my popcorn? first choice is just pure, just butter, salt. Pop, yeah, butter popcorn movie kind. Yeah, with yeah. with kakimochi. Oh, with the kakimochi. Yeah, with and and not, not mandatory because I like just theater. I could eat a whole bag before we threw the previews. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's my wife or actually my kids hate it, right? But but I love movie theater popcorn. Do you get like sick as hell the next day? I do. <laughs> <laughs> little banged up the next day. Yeah, it's just yeah. from all that oil and grease yeah. and butter. But at the time, it's like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. I can't stop myself. Yeah. Oh, the movie's about to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I might need to go get more. Right. But we actually get the large popcorn, and right when we buy it, we ask for you get the, the refill. Yeah, the refill yeah. right there. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I haven't been to a movie in two years, probably. We just went okay. um, a few weeks ago to, what do we see? Oh, the Marvel movie with the okay, yeah. Chinese guy, mm -hmm. Shang-Chi. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I saw Something the like previews. They're blowing that up. Yeah. How was it good? There's hardly any, oh yeah, the movie was great, yeah. but there's hardly anybody in the theater. Oh. Like we go to the movie, we, we go into Ward Theater and mm -hmm. there was like, there was no line for anything. Right, right, right. And it just seemed like a regular day at the movie. Wow. Yeah, I you mean, know, nothing people, was it's really gonna be, different. I, it's going to be interesting to see people, you know, how, how behaviors change, especially with all these movies being released through streaming services, mm -hmm. you know, in addition, I mean, watching it from the comfort of your home sometimes is better, but you don't get the popcorn. So <laughs> I, I think that I, we got to get back. We got to get back just for the popcorn. Yeah. The $80 popcorn. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> Do you have any nicknames? So... So my, my full name is William Charles Ali Kane Piper, and I'm the second named after my dad. But my, so my nickname is Billy or Bill, right? But my dad called me pal. So that's, that, that's the extent of my nickname, I think. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't go to school in the South. Yeah, I know. Billy Chuck. I know. I know. Hawaii, we, you know, you get, a, get, a, you get away with it. I mean, most of my family call, calls me Billy Boy. Um, mm. But yeah, in the South, it's it's it it, it has a different meaning. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Charles, Billy, yeah, Billy Chuck. Uh, my kids have these friends; they're twins, and they're William, and the other one's Robert. 
Oh, wow. I was like, do their parents know that, that they're Billy Bob? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love <laughs> they, it. They can't yeah. go to school together in yeah. the South. That is <laughs> yeah. known as the Billy Bob twins. Yeah. But they're really great, great, great kids, great family. Oh, that's good. So just pal, what does pal mean? Just no, pal, P-A-L. Like pal? Yeah. Like friend? Oh, just friend. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It was kind of a, you know... My brothers actually were jealous of it because he didn't have a nickname for them, but he would <laughs> just call me pal, you know, and, and, um, were you the youngest? No. So I was the eldest. Oh, and, eldest. And, yeah. Yeah. So I was the eldest and, and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was weird. Um, I just, I didn't even think twice about it. You know, when he used to call me, it actually, I kind of liked it. And then now I kind of miss it just because he passed away last year around this oh. time. And so, um, but yeah, no, it, it it was a cool nickname, and and it never stuck with me in terms of calling my son a nickname. Uh, you, you like that, like pal. I mean, we have nicknames for them, but it's not. It wasn't like friend or you know, like a lot of a lot of nicknames. Local nicknames are you know, brother boy or yeah. or you know, th- those types of terms of endearment. But we we don't necessarily have those for our kids. But yeah, no, it, it was cool. Yeah. Is it like? Do you think it's like a bygone era of nicknaming kids? Because my myself and my older sister had nicknames mm-hmm. growing up, but beyond that, nobody else in our family did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I said, we have nicknames for our kids, um, but you know, you know, I don't know. I maybe gone are the days of 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 the more common ones. Now it's more like I mean, like like we call my son Goose, right? And and and. <laughs> And yeah, I don't know if he what, likes what's it or his name, Jaden, right? But we call him Goose. But but it but it came from something where my wife, you know, Mel, one day was was playing with him and calling him a silly goose, like he was laughing and acting. You know, he's an infant, right? Just but being silly, and so she called silly goose. And I don't know how it stuck, but called him Goose. And then our our middle one, we we call Bubba, right? And and it's not. I mean, and she's you know she, she's <laughs> yeah, and and so. Um, that, but that, it was, that was me growing up. I was Bubba. That's awesome. Yeah. No, but, but it, I mean, again, it wasn't, there wasn't, you know, I, it, it, the way it came about was so just organic and, mm. you know, I just, she was kind of stocky and she was kind of, you know, and my wife just started calling her Bubba, you know. We'll call her Bubba. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Right. And, and she, she didn't have a lot of hair. Right. And, and so, but it, I mean, it stuck, you know, and so to this day, she still calls her, her Bubba, you know. She also calls her blanket her bubba, but that's neither that's for another podcast. Yeah. Wait, your daughter does or Mel does? You know Mel. <laughs> I almost pulled out my headphones. Oh man. Oh, that's funny. Well, what does Mel call you? Oh yeah, I know. No, Let's, yeah. <laughs> Run out of time. <laughs> if you had superpowers. What would you pick? What would you have? Wow. <clears throat> I like this because it's, it's a really deep question. Yeah. It makes you think. Gosh. I mean, because I'm trying to think like what, what are the rules, right? But I mean, mm. it, this is, this is, this is just being transparent. When I was, when I was um, growing up, I wanted to have the superpower to hear people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you just, if you wanted to tune into anybody who who was who was nearby, you had the ability to actually, you know, tune into that individual and hear their thoughts. But I don't, I don't know why. Like now that I'm older, I just remember having that. You know, because because I remember being asked this before when I was in high school. You know, but now I 
I think that's, superpower for me, you know, is probably a little different than hearing people's thoughts. <laughs> Which would be what? Because that sounds yeah. kind of like psychopathic. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it was more just because, you know, from, from my perspective was being able to, um, you know, influence them, right? Um, for psychopathic. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, the more <laughs> I talk, answer. the more, yeah. The, yeah, the more I talk, the more I think like, what are you? But, um, it was like I, Professor X. Yeah. 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 But, but I think, you know, now, you know, the, you know, if there, if there was a superpower, it would be to be in more than one place at a time, just mm -hmm. because I think a lot of, a lot of what I do is, is across, it's across community, across business, across athletics, family, obviously. And, and so it'd be kind of cool to be able to have, be able to be in multiple places at once. Have more use? Yeah. I mean, no, not that broad. Or just <laughs> be like, need any more you be use. able to go everywhere no, yeah, so instantaneously. Like, well, no, me to be in with, in my, basically more you, more me's right in the sense that I could be present there, but be in multiple places at once. Wow. It's very godlike. <laughs> Jeez, dude, for, can we skip the question? Like, next question. <laughs> it's like, first you want to read everybody's thoughts, then you want to be everywhere. Uh, I hear you. No, yeah. Deep, deep yeah, question. No, it is deep. Yeah, that's good. But I like how before you answer the question, you're like, well, what are the rules? Yeah. So in the question, there, there's no rules, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, what superpowers would you have? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting to see, like, what people say and how they kind of either box themselves into their own rules mm, and answer right. or don't box themselves mm -hmm. in to their answers. Right, like, right, right. I want right. to be everywhere yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, there's no rules to that. Right, yeah. So if you could be everywhere all the time. Yeah, there'd be no limit. It is kind of like... like you could get so much done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, it, what was that show? Uh, the superhero... Show uh, Watchmen. I don't know. You see the Watchmen? No. Uh, Wait, what? I'm like a big blue guy, and he could like duplicate himself and be all over the place and be working no, all over, working Wait. here, working there at the same time. So he could. Okay, be maybe yeah. all over the place. Right. Doctor Manhattan or something like that is his name. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of the yeah. superpower you were talking about there. There you go. It's very see? interesting. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> So, moving on, if there's a favorite historical figure um, in your life mm -hmm. that you, you know, could bring forward, what kind of food would you feed them? Who would it be and what kind of food? To historical, so, so not here anymore. Yeah. And then what, what meal would you, wow, that's, you know, there, there's, there's many, like, facets of that because i think my my first like if if i could do this with somebody it would be jesus like oh, but i nice. don't know what i would feed him like it, yeah what would you, you feed know, jesus it, it would it probably not luau studio i don't think i don't think i would go luau stew or if i did it would be with the beef chunks not the blau blau mashed up with chicken broth but i, I probably wouldn't give him fish don't, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. Feed him fish either yeah, it's yeah. like dude i have so much fish I don't right fish. yeah i i don't know i i'm, I'm thinking a hawaiian food spread that's what I would probably feed him. Yeah. But, but Jesus. Wait, would Jesus yeah. eat pig? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> that's, hmm. that's, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But that's, that's I'm why shrugging, I'm, I'm shrugging here because I was like, wow, that's yeah. a big question. Would Jesus eat, eat uh, pork? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, 
a, a, somebody that um, in the athletic realm, right, is Walter Payton. Oh, good one. Yeah, he and he's my dude. Like he's my he was my guy growing up. Just idolized him, his work ethic, and and um and and I mean just the personality he had. You know, he's just a good good human. Um, and, and did well too. I mean, he's, you know, very good on the field, but, but off the field, um, even more. And, and you know what I feed him, I feed him. So like our families are, you know, the girls, especially I'd say my son too, their, their kind of go-to meal, like one of their favorite meals, uh, is, is steak Mm -hmm. is, is grilled steak or we've been doing some air fryer steak too. You got to try that too. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But steak with make your own sushi. So what nice. we do is we, you know, you make pot of rice, you have all the fixings for sushi with like, you know, the spicy ahi, the California roll, the salmon, the ahi, and um, that's what I'd feed him. With some wasabi. Yep, wasabi, show you. And, and I don't know if he, he he does sushi, but but he I know he'll do steak. What was his nickname they call him? Sweetness. Sweetness. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah, I, he was one of my idols growing up um, when I first got into football. It wasn't until mm-hmm. seventh grade that I yep. actually played football and okay. got into football, but... Walter Payton, yeah, he was one of the one of the people that you heard about and saw mm-hmm. on television. It was just like, holy crap! Right. I mean, yeah. he just like would just run into people right. and run over people, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the biggest dude either. But again, his work ethic and the way he could jump and stuff was just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that that, was, that that would be the two that I can think of. It's interesting, interesting, because you yeah. weren't you weren't a running back. No, <laughs> no. you were all oh, your big defensive yeah. line. I was going to say big ass defensive yeah. line, but man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you from high school. How you you were like a star football player, but you're also like a straight A student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it, for me just boggled my mind. I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. there's people like this that exist in the world." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, I'll tell you why. And and um, so so my dad was very um, he he was very committed to me doing well in school. He. I, I, he was the first in his family, I believe, and I may be leaving somebody out here in, in the family, but I believe he was the first in his family to graduate from college. He was the first of his family to get into a professional um, occupation. He became a CPA. And so, you know, for, you know, coming through the ranks as, as, a, as a professional with a, with a family full of more blue collar and, and great people, hard workers, um, and, and some of the smartest people I know, despite not finishing school. Right. But, um, but yeah, so he, he, so he made it, uh, very, he made it evident very early that school was not an option. And, and then not only that, but, or not an option to what, do poor in school. That's right. Yeah. Right. And, but, but you had to do, do your very best. And then, and then he set a standard where, where kind of A's were the standard, right? Then, and, um, and yeah, so, it, you know, I felt this, you know, this, this desire, right. To, to please him. That, that That's part, part of what, you know, I didn't want, I mean, not, not to say I didn't want to get lickings, right. I mean, although we, <laughs> we had a share of that, right. But, but the, but it really was, okay, that's setting the rules. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my very best. And that, and that's what happened. And, and at a school like Kamehameha, you can, you can you can do both you know they 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 actually provide the environment where you can do both you know you can excel or not just both but you can excel in more than just athletics right it could be athletics school performing arts i mean there are a variety of 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 different things they provide you with the tools 
Yeah, no, like harking back, like, do you put that onto your children too, that work ethic and, and stuff? I, I do, but I wish I did it more just because of the fact, <laughs> the, the fact that when, when I was raised, right, it, it, my dad was very, very strict and, and he, you know, he didn't hold back on, um, discipline when I needed mm -hmm. it, it was there. Right. And, and it wasn't a, a talk discipline, <laughs> you know, and, and so. So, so I almost was gun shy in that when, when we had kids or what, you know, when I had kids, I didn't want to do that. You know, I, I kind of made a conscious decision that I'm going to try my best not to do that. Um, so it was maybe a little more lenient in, in terms of obviously the physical discipline, mm -hmm. but, um, but, but maybe too with the standards and, 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 and I, I'm not saying that we we were light on on our kids or we are light right because we we have two more coming through through um high school and intermediate but but yeah i i think i was conscious about not being like how how hard my dad was do you think that the, your kids will end up with the same uh successful result that you had with this different style of parenting you know that's that's a good question because th that's my hope right my hope is that it's actually better Right. Mm -hmm. That they that they because there's not as much performance out of fear or performance out of trying to please that it's more organic, like internal. I want to do this and I'm going to. And and yeah, the standards of being the best that you can be. I think those are things that we've been stressing. Right. But and in grades, right, getting good grades. And but but this kind of um, win at all costs or succeed at all costs mentality, I think should help them, right? T taking that away, right? Where now you can actually perform and be the very best that you can be. It's you versus you. It's not so much you versus your teammate or your, your classmates, right? In terms of being the very best in the class, it's more about being, being the best you, right? And, 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 and then, so to, to answer your question, my, my hope is yes. I, my hope is that yes, they, they not only, you know, continue to have a foundation of, of wanting to be the very best that they can be and strive to make the people around them better, but, but that it, it ultimately helps them to be better than, than how my wife and I were. Yeah. Cause I am I'm marrying that with, um, our kids too. Mm -hmm. I, I got lickings uh, yeah. growing up, but even my kids, you know, gave them a little bit of lickings mm -hmm. here and there, but through the course of doing that, it's been more of uh, trying to show more love and compassion and allowing them to have their failures, but also encouraging them that, yes, everybody's going to fail at certain things. It's what you do after that that's more important than failing or getting a poor grade on a quiz or something like that. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. I mean, and, and that's one thing maybe I didn't learn because my drive for success probably was was more out of fear of failure than driving for something. It, it was, I think it was more fear of how I would look or fear of not reaching a certain level or fear of failing versus, cause let's take a shot. Like, let's just do the best that we can. Let's try. And, and, and it's okay to fail. And, and I think with the kids now, I mean, like at least to your point, what you said is awesome, right? Is in embracing failure, right? Living failure to failure, like fail fast and yeah. often, you know, and, and bounce back because I think that's the only way you learn, right? That's the only way you get better. And you almost, you, 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 you put stumbling blocks in front of you when, when you're, when you're trying to perform out of avoiding failure. 
um, you, you lose out on opportunities. I think that 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 you know you would more than you'd be more than willing to take advantage of if you didn't care what people thought or you didn't care about failing. Right? That there's that motivation of trying to drive and be the best, but at the same time, it's more about being doing what you want to do and being the best that you can be. And Right. So how, so how much of your upbringing beyond high school, going into college and getting, uh, you know, your jobs and your career, how much of that do you think is your personal choice or how much of that was directed by, uh, your, your father's parenting style? Oh yeah. No. So that, so, so that's a good question because I think part of it was, was always there, right. Of, okay, you got to be the best. And, and when, when, when not be the best, you like be the best, like where, wherever you go, you want to do it the best. You want to, you want to, uh, uh, what, what level is the right. highest? You want to get to the highest level, right. right? But does that end up narrowing what you, what you choose to go into as I'm only choosing to go into certain areas that I'm yeah. already good at yeah. instead of going to something that you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it, I think. It, it played a, a role in, in, in perhaps maybe not doing, cause like, I mean, I, I joke with my wife, like if I had my dream job, I would be, I would be a head coach of a, of a, of a college or professional team. Right. I mean that, that like, I think my wiring is more for coaching than it is for finance or banking. You know what I mean? But, but at the same time, there's a lot of principles that overlap that help me. Right. And so, so to, to your point, right. I could have, I have friends today that are taking these paths where they're moving away. Right. And, and that was another thing is I didn't really want to move, but if you, if, if you want to, if you want a shot at that job, a head coaching job, um, at, at, at a top college or even a professional sports team, whether it be baseball or football, right. You, you can't do it from here. It's limited. The opportunities are, you, you've got to move and you got to put in your time. And, and, um, we know, a handful of folks who who are doing that and and who've who've reached the big leagues, for instance, right? We have you know a local boy, you know, on 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 the coaching staff for the San Francisco Giants, right? And and young, right? And 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 so the opportunities are there. But I, but I I say all of that to say that maybe you know my dad being a CPA and and maybe my love of math, for, for instance, um, you know, kind of made me say no because oh, you might fail. You've got to move you. And and stuck stuck more to to finance, which I, which by by the way I'm I'm happy I did because I think you know there's there's a lot that I've done in my short career right that that would not have happened without having worked for companies like Bank of Hawaii or or now with American Savings Bank. Um, yeah, because you're making a huge impact wherever you go in the finance area, you know, because we do hear your name being spreaded about here and there and you are doing things for the community with the banks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I try, I would try to, right. I mean, that was another thing with my dad, right. And, and, and another guy who, you know, I, I just, I saw him this morning. Um, but, um, I don't know if you remember Blaine Geisen. So he was, he was the oh, yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah. Football coach. Yeah. Recommend, yeah. Yeah. But he was, he was another, he was another, you know, big, you know, um, kind of father figure mentor for me. And, and, um, and, he and my dad shared this one thing where, you, you know, you help people who are less fortunate than you are. You've been given an opportunity to, to, to do certain things. Now you have a duty to, to, to help make the lives of others around you better. And, and, and so that's what I, I, I kind of try to do. I mean, with, with joining different organizations to lend my time um, to hopefully help, you know, 
people who, who need it. Yeah, it's like that's where you get that superpower from where you want to be everywhere right. at the same yeah. time doing so many things because you have this huge heart. It's just out there, for, you know, yeah. loving people and helping people rise out of any ashes that they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coaching. How? I mean, you said your your dream job would be a coach, mm-hmm. a head coach somewhere. But you've settled for just coaching with this club team and stuff like that, right? So how has being mentored as a kid from your football coach and probably baseball coaches too right. um, helped you develop to where you are now as a coach and mentoring kids now? Yeah, you you know, each you take a piece of each coach that that you've been been mentored by. Um, and so Huge role, right? So Vern Ramey was my baseball coach in high school. Coach Blaine Geisen was my football coach. Those two men, completely different people. Um, believe it or not, classmates too, 76. So, you know, exactly 20 years um, before us. But, um, and similar, you had Dylan on. So so Vern Ramey played professional baseball minor leagues and and Blaine Geisen played professional football um, for the Atlanta Falcons. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, then, then Dylan and I kind of made a, you know, you know, little, little, not commitment, but you know, pinky promise, right. That, Hey, let's do that. Like, let, let, let's play pro ball. And, and Dill did it at a much higher level than I did. Right. He, he played for, um, the Canadian football league, Mm -hmm. set a bunch of records in, in college at university of San Diego. But, but, I remember when I made it to, you know, I was in spring training um, and minor league ball, which is not what you see on TV, um, but but still for the Kansas City Royals, being able to call Dill and say, like, dude, we kind of made it, you know, and 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 so I, I share that with you because th- those those coaches put that in our head, right? If 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 our coaches maybe didn't play pro sports, I'm not sure if we'd have the same kind of like, you know, I mean, maybe we would, but but. They they put it in our head that it's possible. Kids from Hawaii can make it. And and back when we we're playing, I mean, when we we're in high school, it wasn't as 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 it, you know this, right? I mean, and gosh, it's twenty plus years ago, right? But it, the recruiting scene was different. Yeah, it was a far different scene far than we see now, where you have you know kids uh, going to these big colleges and then going to the NFL or Major League Baseball because you have Hawaii right. based um, or Hawaii born athletes mm-hmm. in these Major League sports now. Right. Whereas when we were kids, mm-hmm. it wasn't like limited. Did, I, I'm looking back, like who in the NFL was from Hawaii? Yeah, I mean back you when had we were kids? you know you had like Jesse Sapolo, oh, right? Ross offensive lineman. No, exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. Right. You did see quarterbacks. Right? Yeah, you saw like big Samoan dudes right, that could right. push people around. Right. Um, you know, there's, the, I mean, if you did see him in skill, like Daryl Connor, I think he was a, he, he was a QB, you know, backup QB, but they, they, if they were skilled, they weren't the star. Right. They, they were in a backup role, right? Similarly with, with Len Sakata played a lot of years in the major leagues, but, and, and actually had, had a season, I mean, had, had some time in his career where he actually was a star. I mean, he, he, he did really well, but, but again, playing, playing that middle infield position, you know, um, you know, what was 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 more of a backup role and so so anyway yeah i, I mean so, so from a coach um you, you know one thing that that i can't remember who told me this but um but it was we learn more from models than manuals meaning we learn more from watching than we learn from reading or being told something right yeah. and 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 so that was true right because coach coach g coach blaine um you know he great man great human and really kind of 
you know, walk the talk and, and, you know, his, I, I like to say his audio and video were in alignment, meaning what he said is what he did. And, and, um, and, and, and Vern similarly, good, good man, just good Christian, solid, um, you know, human. And, and so again, learning from them, right. It helped. So, so they definitely played a huge role in shaping in, you know, not only my playing career, but my coaching style. Right. And, and, and I, I think mine is, is I try to blend it. Right. And, you know, a lot of kids, I mean, especially early in my coaching career, you know, when you're fresh off of playing, you can connect a little bit better with the, with the high school kids. For instance, I coached that Kamehameha when I moved back, right? So oh, wow. I, I, I coached, I mean, I've been coaching for 20 years. You're coaching you baseball or football? I was coaching baseball uh -huh. at Kamehameha. Yeah. And then, and then I, then my son went to St. Louis. So I, I helped out with, um, another Kamehameha coach that was there, George Gusman, who, who is the head coach at St. Louis. So I coached with him. Um, and, and, um, and then I coached, coached a little bit of football, some Pop Warner, a little bit of high school. Right. But, but I think my style is, is one that, and it's always changing too, right. Because the kids are changing and, and it's important that as a coach, you know, if, if, if your job is to, you know, make kids or, you know, get, get kids to do what they don't necessarily want to do in order to get them to become who they want to be, then, then you got to meet them where they want to be met. It's not just you, like, you know, old school, right. Of you just saying, get your ass. You. I mean, there's some of that. Say, say that again, uh, slower again. <laughs> what is oh, uh, the getting kids to, oh, so, so as a coach, right. You're making kids do things they don't necessarily want to do. Right. Wake up early, lift, listen to me, change your swing. Do you know you're making them do things they don't necessarily want to do, but it's in order to get them to become who they want to be, right? And and so it, so I think from a coaching perspective, you got to figure out how to do that, right? Because it's not easy, and I mean, every kid is different, and that's so so huge because that translates into life, that translates mm -hmm. into school, business, everything. Right. You have to do the things you don't want to do in order to. to succeed or find success in whatever, whatever industry it is that you're diving into. You Absolutely. Know? Like you got gr great grades in school. Mm -hmm. You put in the work. Right. Right. Me, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get good grades. Right. I didn't put in the work, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't do homework. Yeah. Yeah. The bane of my life yeah. as a high school kid. <laughs> Hated homework. It's like doing, like take the test. Give me the test. Right. I got this. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Right. <laughs> but you know, throughout you know, my life and I'm sure throughout your life, you know, do that hard work is what puts you into that successful plateau that you want to be in and then grow mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. Like I was telling you before this, like this is my 97th episode, right? 98th episode, something like that. It's like looking back on that, it's like, holy crap. That's crazy. I'm about to hit a hundred. And That's crazy. most podcasters, just, they don't get to that point. Yeah. You're saying something. I mean, they don't get past eight. Right. The average is eight. Right. And then they just kind of dies off from there because it's hard work, you know, mm -hmm. it's especially one like this where I'm constantly bringing on guests. Right. Like I got to find a guest. Right. And bring them on and then talk to them, which mm -hmm. I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's totally there, that hard work, a hard ethic, or mm -hmm. hard work ethic. And, mm -hmm. and yep. you know, so what is one of the things or strategies that you use to instill that into the kids that you coach? You know, I mean... <laughs> So, so one of the principles, and, and again, I'm, you know, it's, it's funny, I'm going to say this because it, it, I struggle with this. It's, it's not, um, it's not something easy to do. It's something we, we got to be mindful of, but, but it's true, I think from, from a leadership perspective and, and, and that's, 
and again, this, again, I can't remember. I, I feel bad because I'm stealing all these people's stuff that I've been told over the years, right? But, but I heard someone say something like the shelf life of your influence, right? So the shelf life of your influence on people rests squarely on how consistently you live out what you teach. Meaning people only are going to continue to believe you and follow you if what you say you do. And, and I struggle with that. Right. I mean, just, you know, as a, as a just busy and you, you wanting to make people happy. Um, it, it's not always easy to do that. Right. But, but as a leader, I think, you know, from a strategy perspective, if kids start seeing you not do what you say you're, you're about, right. Or if, if kids start to see you falter from the principles that you're telling them about, then your influence goes away or it starts to, it starts to dwindle. Right. And, and, and kids more than, more than probably even adults, right. Um, they, they, they won't be shy about it. Right. Adults might humor you because you have title, right. Mm. You're my boss. You have title. You lead by title. Kids, Ain't no title, a coach. Like they, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, they'll maybe, you know, humor you to get playing time, but they'll be a lot less shy about showing you how much of an ass you're being. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, so, so I think that that's something that, you know, I've been more conscious of, especially coaching my son. Mm. Right. If you think about that, it's a different dynamic, right. Coaching your son. And I coached him from when he was four or five years old. Right. And, and, and had to learn a lot and it was not always easy. And it's still to this day, you know, moving from kind of that coach to consultant role, right. Where, where I'm telling him, you know, how, like, what to do and when to do to now providing consultative advice, right? Um, coming alongside of him um, is it, it a transition that I'm still working through. I mean, he's a freshman in college now. So, I mean, it, you know, we're, we're, we still have a lot of road in front of us for, with this re- new kind of new relationship. But, but yeah, I, I think. Is, I, he, is he playing baseball in college? He is. Yeah. So he's excited. I mean, it, it, he got, he's, he's playing at uh, university, Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, Washington. And so, you know, he's, you know, he has the dream too, right? Um, I, I think he, he wants to ultimately play at a high level. Um, but, but finding out like what we were talking about earlier, right. About the work, right. Is, is you, you don't see a lot of the work that a lot of these overnight success guys, <laughs> you know, put in. Right. So, I mean, I think he's, you know, I think he's starting to get it a little bit more where, you know, he, he knows he has the ability. It's now about whether or not he he wants it. And and I think in life in general, that's kind of like the secret, right? Is you can almost have whatever you want, um, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you almost. I mean, there's limitations, sure. but 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 life doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what you settle for, right? So it so what you are willing to basically suffer to continue to get, cause I could have, I mean, knock on wood, right. That, that, um, you know, my, my son doesn't do this. Right. But, but I could have hung around in the minor leagues and I could have kept, you know, tr- trying to make a team and play independent ball and just kept, and just kept in the grind of trying to live the dream of playing someday at the major league level. Um, but that, that, that would be a sacrifice, right? And, and that would be years, right? So I had to make a conscious decision that after two, two whatever, three years of, of minor league ball that that I needed a pivot. And So that's what you did? You, you yeah, gave yeah. yourself a, a, a hard date? It's I, like, I'm going to play for two years and I, if I don't go further? Yeah, it didn't, it wasn't a hard date. It was more of a, 
Um, it was more of a, yeah, I'm going to give this a run. And I was old, right? So if you think about, you know, um, being in the minors now, you, you, you know, once once you go to college and then you get into the minors, you have your windows smaller, right, to make it to the bigs. You have, I mean, you you hear success, success stories of folks who are 28, 29, they make it to the bigs for the first time. But traditionally, you, you're looking at 18, 19, 20 is, is your kind of like that wow. window to get notice right get on the radar and then you have another you know five six years of, of of making it and then you can you know cement your career but yeah it, so it was less about okay i'm gonna give myself two years it was kind of year to year and it was basically you know minor like i said minor league ball you, you don't get you get paid essentially minimum wage right to to kind of live out your dream outside of whatever you signed for whatever signing bonus you know accompanied your contract you, you're not getting paid well so it's a sacrifice, right? So, so anyway, say all of that, right? To say that, you know, you, you can, you can kind of do whatever you want, whatever you're willing to sacrifice for, whatever you're willing to suffer for. Um, and, and, and you can, you can, you can get close to, or you can potentially consider achieving some of those dreams, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that the opportunities that we had as youngsters growing up in the nineties, um, were more limiting than the opportunities that our children have today. Yeah, well, I mean, the way you phrase it, I get it, right? So, so the opportunities were less. Let's just be honest, right? The, the opportunities were less, especially you know um, if you if you think about um, you know, I mean, for, for your situation is a little different in, in, in terms of how you came to Kamehameha and how, I mean, your, 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 your road at Kamehameha was a lot different than mine. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so your, your struggles, right. And, and opportunities, limitations, all those things were a little different, but like for me, like thinking about, um, looking athletics specifically, definitely less opportunity, right. You almost back, back then, Three, four, max, maybe getting D1 full scholarships. Now, 30, 40, right? I mean, it's... it's You're it's, talking about high school players coming high out of school. High school players coming out to go to... Or no, just in Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii, right? okay, yeah. Which is great, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. talked about that a little earlier. Opportunities in terms of college, you know, with counselors, a lot of people who are coming back to be counselors at these schools... They were with us. They went through the process with us, and they knew that there was there was more out there, that there was there there was more opportunity, right? So to me, and that's not an excuse, right? I mean, it's not. I mean, it's 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 a great thing, right? It's beautiful. The the thing I'll say though is, is the common denominator didn't change. You know, even though the opportunities increased, the common denominator, like we talked about, of hard work yep. and you know humility and, and, you know, just grit, those things didn't change. So even though the opportunities did, you know, have increased, um, these kids who are earning these opportunities or taking advantage of them, they have the same skill set, the same right. principle. And, 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 you know, when it comes to athletics, these guys are head and shoulders above guys like me in high school. I you mean, in terms so? of, oh, yes. The, the, the amount of, the speed and strength and explosiveness and their diets and, and just training regimens is completely different than my, I mean, I mean, again, the, the core, the foundation is the same, but dude, 
we we were doing 225 35 times out of high school i mean that just wasn't that wasn't i mean maybe you get one guy doing that but now you know 225 is is kind of a a lot of guys are benching 225 you yeah know, that's that's school. like a standard right yeah it's like how, how much can you do how right. many of those can you how many reps can you right. do on 225 right because isn't that two plates 245 right. plates on each side yeah yeah, yeah so that's standard so yep. like how many can you rep? right yeah me at in high school, none. Yeah, I was gonna say I would have died. Yeah, like that was way. I think I was 160 pounds. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, and again, I'm making, I'm making, you know, um, kind of broad statements here, but, but I, but, but I do think, um, yeah, there's a lot more opportunities, but I do think the kids are a lot more prepared to just because a lot of the people who went away came back, right? Mm-hmm. So, so guys like me, like I was talking to you about Blaine Geisen. Getting to the NFL back in the 70s from Hawaii, not easy to do. Out of the University of Hawaii, not likely, yeah. right? And so for him to come back and kind of set the vision that, hey, this is possible, it helped that Huge. generation, right? And then right. and then the people he helped, guess what? They're coming back and helping, right? And and so to me, it's this that is working, right? The you go. You learn, you bring back, and you you make better, right? And to me, that that part of it is working. And yeah. so, for your thing, it's like sports, but it's also everything else for Hawaii people to do. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, go learn, experience, gain knowledge, bring it back. Yes, help your community, help your people here. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Yep, yeah. Because I I also feel like uh, today's um, youth are finding that there are so many opportunities that they don't know what to pick or what to choose from. I remember being in high school, there weren't a whole lot of decisions to make as far as what direction I was going to go in. Mm-hmm. And the generation before us, like my father's, like there was one direction for him to right. go in, the military. That was it. Right. You know, so I think That's as our point. generation, there was a little bit more than our prior generation and our kids' generation, there's far more yep. opportunities to just do literally anything. That's a great point. Like when we graduated, yeah. I wanted to have a hockey business. Right. But there was like no way for me to actually attain that in Hawaii at the time. Right. In the 90s mm-hmm. or even in the early 2000s. Yep. Come with Amazon and, you know, the whole internet thing. It's like, right. well, now it's possible. So. Exactly. Yep. And you're Crazy doing it. Stuff like I that. love it. Yeah. Crazy stuff yep. like that. So that's kind of what I also impart on my kids is like, I don't know what you want to do. You don't know what you want to do, but- the world's your oyster. Like there's yeah. so many things you can do. Pick not just one, pick mm-hmm. five things that you want right. to do and just start doing it. Yeah. Start going out there. Yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. I, I, I love that. I'm yeah. going to steal that. <laughs> there, there's no, there's no uh, replacement for that hard work mm-hmm. and, and pushing and the, the discipline mm-hmm. of whatever facet that anybody's going to go into. If you want to be successful at it, put in yep. the time. That's right. Yeah. One of the things that kind of irritates me is when people look at successful, look at other people who are successful mm-hmm. and say, oh, he's so lucky. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's luck. Like, right. All the late nights staying up, working when right. you're sleeping. Yeah. All the Sundays when I'm working, you're watching football. Right. Like, no, it's not luck. Yep. It's hard work. Yep. yep. And it's discipline to continue doing it, grinding, mm-hmm. you know, week after week. Yeah. You know, that's how people build success. Yep. No, absolutely. No. That's how you achieve, you know, 
no. senior, senior vice president. Yeah, yeah. Seems <laughs> no, no, dude. Uh, you'd be shocked to hear what I do. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, what do you do at the at the bank? You know, we've been talking all sorts of sports and everything. Yeah. No. Um. What well, I mean, I'm relatively new there, so I started about nine months ago, and and really the the you know my my. My, I think my my functional title is called Director of Strategic Partnerships. But basically, you know, my function is to try and drive incremental fee income for the bank, right? In in areas that are kind of outside the t- typical deposits and loan business. But you're starting to sound like the bad guy. Yeah, I know. I know. Like I know. And and what I mean by what I mean by and you're absolutely right, right? But, but what I mean by that is is uh, yeah, <laughs> is is, is a, a, how do we how do we find new opportunities to help people's dreams come true? How do mm-hmm. we help more opportunities to help get people to where they want to be and, and, and using financial tools, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of, part of what I've been driving, right? Credit cards, right? Credit cards are, 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 are great tools that if used correctly and, and used wisely can, can, um, you can it can help entrepreneurs. It can help businesses. It can help um, it, consumers, individuals, right? Um, help help pay for expenses that you know you, you can't get a loan for that you, that um, you know a bank won't lend you money for, right? And so, you know, th- that's an example. You know, um, one thing we're talking about lately is, um, and, and this is not a plug, right? But we're the the Hawaii restaurant card was a was a huge success for the state of Hawaii basically finding ways to get money in the hands of people who needed it through a prepaid debit card, right? And and so these prepaid debit cards were, you know, I want to say, gosh, $75 million or so from of CARES money, right? Were were put on these 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 prepaid debit cards and 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 distributed to the community, the folks who needed it most. And but but the the catch with it is you only could use it at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so, so you help feed yourself, but you're also helping support exactly. the local business that's, you know, running the restaurant. Exactly. So, so that's something that, that, you know, you know, since I've joined the bank is something that I'm, I'm, I'm taking on. In fact, we're going to do it again this year. And, and so we've started some of the groundwork on, on getting the message out and, um, but, but yeah, I mean, t- to me again, you know, you mentioned, you know, okay, Billy's got to drive incremental fee income for American Savings <laughs> Bank. Like, th- it sounds so bad, but but really, if you if you if you uh, unpack it, it, it's not so much about fee income because if you are helping people achieve their dreams, fun, mm-hmm. you know, their financial dreams, yeah. you, you're going to get paid. You're going to be okay financially from from a from a from our franchise perspective. If 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 you're doing the right thing. And 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 you're doing it, um, and, and and your pricing is okay, and you're not being unfair, and we're and, and you're and you're being transparent about how you go about your business, dude. It, it, it's super fulfilling, right? And then now even more so. With, I mean, you know the relationship with American Savings Bank and and Hawaiian Electric Company, owned by uh, HEI, right? Um, th- there's a huge, huge emphasis on on ESG initiatives, right? Of, of, of making sure that we're taking care of the environment, right? That we're, we're, we're focused more. I mean, yes, we got to focus on shareholder value, right? I mean, bottom line, you know, we need shareholders. We need well, to take care the of them. What's the ESG initiative? So no, so ESG initiatives are, are um, it, it's environmental, social governance um, policies that, that each corporation now um, is taking more, more of a, more of a look at right, and they're okay. and they're being more intentional about it, right? Because what they're finding are shareholders, investors, right? 
are 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 very concerned, right, about return on equity. I mean, they they want return on 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 their investment, mm-hmm. right? But um, but they're just as concerned nowadays, and more and more, about making this place better. Yeah, like how they how are they making their money? How right? And, and so as as corporations who are jockeying for investors, who are who are trying to uh, encourage investment into their company and in, encouraging uh, folks to want to come alongside us and, and, you know, and, and invest and make, make our bank a great bank or, or, you know, our entity, a great entity. Um, it's not all about profit and, and, you know, cutting expenses and driving fee income, right? It, it's about how you do it and, and what complementary impacts are you having on society? Right. And, and how are you, how are you helping the vulnerable populations? Right. You know, especially us here, I mean, we native Hawaiians, I mean, you know, I mean, the stats don't lie that we rep, we're overrepresented in all the wrong right. categories. Right? right. And we, we were number one in obesity, kidney disease, unemployment, poverty, you prisons, know, yeah. prison. Right. I mean, we're on the top of the list, but we're, we're, we're a smaller part of the population. Right. And, and so, so things like that, um, are important to me, right? And and I think in my role at American Savings Bank, that's part, part part of why I made the jump was was I I think working for a local company, I I can do more of that stuff um, while while still driving value for for a franchise. Let me throw one more question at yeah. you. Uh, where do you see yourself in ten years? Oh, jeez, the grandpa probably. Um, so, gosh, yeah. So Jaden would be twenty eight. Um, but so, so professionally, um, I, I see myself probably running a company. I I don't know which, which one. Um, and I don't say that, like, I don't say that in a chest pounding way. I just say, I I feel like my wiring is, is gonna, is gonna ultimately lead me to, to, to running an organization. And I don't know size or, but, but I think it's, and it's not going to be something I start up. I don't have that entrepreneurial um, bone in me, and and so it would be something that somebody would have, or or organization, a, a local organization, right? Um, that I could make better, um, and then I think from a coaching perspective, I think I'd st- I'm still going to be coaching. I think I'm still going to be um, active in in most likely baseball. Um, and and maybe you know coaching the grandkids if my son will let me right I mean he probably PTSD is like dad you do not teach my son how to throw like you stay away from him yeah right it'll be the other way around yeah. I think teaching grandkids would be the absolute best oh like, yeah you just brought it up and I'm thinking now it's like oh man if my kids have kids and I get to teach them how to play whatever sport it is as yeah you know grandpa right because it's hard to train your own kid yeah. Yeah. Or coach your own kid, right? Mm-hmm. It's much harder. It's easier if it's another coach doing it. Yeah. Or if you yourself are coaching other right. people's kids. Yeah. Uh, so how would that be if it's grandpa coaching yeah. the kid? It'd be different. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's that instant love right. in connection already there mm-hmm. without all the disciplinary. Right. You know, no disciplinary. Day to day, you know, whether it be fear, respect, right. what have you, mm-hmm. obligations, responsibilities to 
the individual family unit. Grandpa doesn't necessarily have that. He's just yeah. that's why Grandpa can come over and give you give the kids candy, right? right? Exactly, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then leave. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this was fun, man. Thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, man. This is such a great, valuable episode. I like that we just kind of dove off the edge and dove right into like coaching, sports, mm-hmm. opportunities, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Could totally tell that's your passion. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Totally, you just start diving <laughs> yeah. into that. And that's just like really great, really real. Yeah. And that's what I love to do, man. Yeah. So, you did a great job, bro. Keep it up. Thank you so much, yeah. man. All right. Any last words for the audience out there? Nope. Thank you again for having me. We, we got to get bring out some more of our classmates on on, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a whole string of ninety-six or ninety-six or podcasts. We probably could, man. Yeah. You can host a few uh, oh, on your no. own, man. Jeez. Oh, dude, that would be so. Actually, you and Dylan, mic to mic, just no. go for like an hour, <laughs> yeah. just talking about stupid stuff oh, and cool man. stuff yeah. and inspirational stuff. Yeah. Guarantee that'd be a great episode. Yeah. yeah. I'll produce it. Yeah. All right. There you go, hey, Dylan. Deal. We're coming back. We're coming for you. <laughs> All right, everybody. As always, stay happy. Gotta throw your shakas, bro. Oh. <laughs>